Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Uh, excited for the, the, the watches conversation we're about to have and the beers we're about to drink. Um, gonna try not to get as, uh, gonna, are you, are you okay over there? You're dropping stuff? Gonna try. Throwing. I, I got a little hammered last week because you served me 9% alcohol. <laughs> We're a little bit more conservative this week. Yeah, these are eight. Six. <laughs> six and change. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it snuck on me last week. I was like, damn. I also, uh, I mean, I, I was putting, I was adding things into the uh, sealed beverages too. So it was, it was by design. I feel like I did a pretty good job. I'm pleased with the outcome um, and the things that happened after. And I think that's maybe where we should leave it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, doing, doing really well. The, the watch week has been kind of fun. Um checking out the things that that have been going on and the releases and uh the the variations on releases so i think we're going to talk about a bunch of that tonight which i'm excited about but yeah just really solid without being uh without having anything too exciting to talk about andrew how yeah. are you do we call it the fallout of watches and wonders like the the per, perhaps know, like the, the aftermath the, the two weeks following where it seems like watches and wonders really kicks off the um release season for the year um there's some preceding it and there's always some cool stuff but watches and wonders seems to be like the the official start of here's all the cool shit yeah well i i think certainly it's the big weekend you know i think releases in the internet age releases happen whenever company wants to release them and, and frankly that's usually whenever they're ready so um but for the the watches that are kind of reserved for a show watches be it watches and wonders or worn and wound you, you know talking to the monte guys last week they had set aside two announcements for worn and wound which will be what next week next week uh yeah you know i think it just doesn't like there's always an there's always some reason to announce uh a watch and on the internet unless you're seiko in which case it's just suddenly there right well and i think that that makes sense if if you're announcing your watch at watches and wonders or as part of that group of announcements you're you're gonna get hype because maybe people who aren't paying attention are paying attention, but you're also going to miss hype because you're, you, you know, run the risk the that you're lost yeah. in the noise. That's right. So, uh, but yeah, no, it, it has been a fun couple of weeks. A- Andrew, how are you? I am debilitated. Had a couple laborious days. We moved a bunch of mulch yesterday. And I was a little sore this morning when I woke up and I was like, eh, you know, that is what it is. That's, that's the nature of being hunched over. And today I used my Bissell stand-up steam cleaner fella to shampoo the couch, which was about an hour long bent over at the waist. And I stood up when I was like finally done and just thought I was going to die. 
so that's been my day. It's just been um, a little, a little tender. Other than that, made some good dinner, made some loco moco because I, as a matter of course, when I make burgers for dinner, make a bunch of extra so that the following night I can have loco moco. So I'm well fed, just a little sore, <laughs> a little yeah. sore. I we were talking before we went live. I kind of. I wouldn't say I threw my back out because that sounds dramatic, but I'd had some back pain about a week ago and it was like three or four days and, and I got through it. But I found that the blend of Aleve, Tylenol and THC gummies mm. is precisely the right blend of ingredients to treat back pain. That's what the doctor ordered. That, <laughs> those three things, any one of those We'll treat some of it, but together, that's the that's the truth. I, I you know I've been I've been doing horizontal and and beer. That's been my my answer. Probably uh probably less effective for the treatment of pain, but also with its merits. Yes. Uh well, w- with that with that, are you uh do you have any reservations about <laughs> as the kids say jumping right into it? I think we should, and and I I have. I have no reservations. None reservations. So uh, there's a bunch of shit. As always, there's a bunch of shit that's happened. We're going to talk about the things that we found most interesting. So if we don't talk about your favorite watch, send it to us. Maybe we'll talk about it next time. Uh, Or maybe we'll just have a private conversation with you because that's awfully fun to do. Or we'll just talk trash about that being your favorite watch. (laughs) Our choice. (laughs) With that said, these are the watches or the announcements that have come out in the last, you know, what week and a half or so, or or have been caught our attention at least in the last week and a half or so that we want to talk about tonight. And and without further ado, I'm going to talk about a watch that I have reservations about. Ooh, okay. So I'm not sure if it's appropriate to call this a watch, although certainly if you ordered it, a watch you would get. This is a... Kickstarter project. It's a Kickstarter project by a company called, I believe, Libera. And this is their debut watch, which is being called the DMD001. Uh, well, shoot. This thing is awfully clever. What this is, is a watch module with a completely modular case and strap system much like the oh uh what the heck is the name of the uh fortis the fortis uh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about the the plastic uh the plastic fortis andrew google i am Uh, what's happening much like the fortis watch that was released in the 70s and then or perhaps the early 80s and then re-released a few years ago this is a polymer cased plastic strapped modular watch but the fun thing about this is when you order these i believe you get the full kit so for about three hundred dollars you're going to get a 27 millimeter colors 5.3 uh um 
millimeter movement that will plug into a plastic case, uh, a polycarbonate slash TP, a, a TPE coated polycarbonate case. So the TPE giving it a soft touch. Um, they claim that this is going to give lower CO2 emissions, yada, yada, yada. But uh, I mean, frankly, I, I don't think anybody, well, maybe not nobody, but I, I don't think too many people are, are super worried about that. No, because you're is, shipping it from China. I'm, I'm not concerned about the like the bio-responsibility of the watch. There should be, but I am not. Th that's right. So for right now, the 199 euro or 270-ish dollar option, you're going to get one dial, case, and strap, plus four additional cases and strap. This comes in a like a sort of dark gray and a white case. It's decidedly sporty. It's got a... It's got a dive watch feel to it. Certainly, this is not a dive watch, but it's got a dive watch feel. And I think it's clever. I think it's attractive. I think that it's less money than a uh, moon swatch. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I you really, can also get it. I really kind of dig it. That's right. So um, they've produced some. They've got some available on Kickstarter. Um, like I said, like 200 and 250 $270, you get all the straps, all the cases, and a module with the Seiko NH35. I want to say it's 50 meters of water resistance, Andrew. Do you know? Uh, I'm sorry. I've been Googling for the um, the name of that Fortis, and there's one called the Fortis Colors. No, no. But that's no. not it, and I can't. Is it? Are you sure it was Fortis? Yes, I own one. The interchangeable one? Well, no, it's, it's not, not interchangeable. The, no, no, no. That's the with the interchangeable bezel. The the essence has the interchangeable bezel, but that's they, for Max. This is Fortis, which are different companies. Yes, it is. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that plastic Fortis is. That's not interchangeable, though. It's not designed by it. There was a company who, in the last year, though, they did do a drop with a, the exact same technology, and I can't think of who it was. Hmm. So I'm talking about the Fortis Flipper, yep. which I own, which is a resin-cased watch that has a module with a construction almost identical to this light bureau. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Who did it? Oh, gosh. I, I won't remember. I'm going to give up on it. Sorry, guys. Somebody will remember. It's not the Fortis Flipper, Andrew? No, it's, it's a recent release. It's like in the last year, a brand did a... Like a self-contained module that you could select your case, bezel, all of it, and it was meant to be interchangeable. We talked about it right here, right here on this very right show. Right here on the show. Well, mm -hmm. so much for me remembering things. Mm, I'm irritated. Well, so, you know, this is similar to the 
the Bundeswehr style, you're getting a, a, a similar type of deal where you're like the HCAD Bundeswehr mm-hmm. where you're getting, you know, module inside of case. So this is certainly not the first time that's been done. No, 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 no. But it's certainly interesting. And it's, it is not unattractive. And for what it is. Pretty reasonable price. It's spec'd well, too. Yeah. Andrew, also, what do you got? So it's on Kickstarter, which is interesting. We haven't had a, a Kickstarter catch our eye for some time. I think that's right. It's definitely been a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but it's certainly something that's, you know, worth mentioning. We have a new moon swatch. None of us will see it in person. None of us will ever be able to buy it at retail. But it is the Moonshine Moon Swatch. And it is... Hmm. I like the Moon Swatch release. I really like it. I don't get the hype associated with it. I don't understand camping out on the streets of New York City for the opportunity to maybe buy one. I don't I don't get that. And I don't get how it has remained so hot. They're doing something really interesting to keep our attention on it and never sell it to us. I like this release. It has a silver-colored case, gold accents on the dial. It's very attractive, but I, I don't, I don't understand the lengths that people will go to to get this watch. As lovely as it is. This is maybe my favorite iteration of it, though. I think, it, like with any any hype beast, right, it, it's the, the demand is going to outweigh the intrinsic value of the thing. So I think that this was announced a little over a month ago now. Uh, and, and essentially, this is just a standard mission to the moon, but with a gold second hand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, which is not to say that's good or bad. Um, it it's a, a couple of things unclear to me. It, it, is it is it actually limited? So when they announced these things, they said it's just going to be available for one day. So it's kind of like if you want this, you got to get to a store today. It, but but it's not um, clear to me if that's if there's going to be more of these later. Um, but yeah, the, the most of the moon swatches, even though they're very hard to get, not limited in any meaningful sense. You, you know, you have the ability to go get one. So yeah, it, it's curious to me. Uh, but no, I don't disagree with you. This isn't attractive. I, I think it's fun. I think it's attractive. I wonder the quality of the nylon strap. I wonder if they are... Like Omega sourcing these straps. You know, 
I don't know. I, I would because that would be a baller move to be Omega sourcing on these resin cased watches. I would guess for the price, They're you're going to get something significantly lower quality than a than a typical. I mean, they're selling a, a, an Omega NATO for basically the same price as the Moon Swatch. So I'm guessing you're getting something with a little bit lower cost. Maybe. I, or maybe they just ate some margin out of it. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. But I, I dig this release. This is my, like I said, this is my favorite one. It's the only one that I would wait in a physical line for, but I certainly wouldn't camp in it. Right. <laughs> well, and I think that was the deal. If you wanted one, you were going to have to camp. Yeah, live on the sidewalks for however long. What's the what's the going rate on these on Chrono 24? Ooh. Right now, uh, 892 bucks. That's actually less than I would have expected. That's a steal. Yeah, well, and it's probably a heck of a lot better than waiting in line. So, or flying to New York. That's right. Because that's the other thing is the secondary market value on these is almost reasonable when compared that you can only buy them online on the secondary market. In order to buy one, you got to fly somewhere, or you can just pay double and not have to fly, which is less than flying to New York for most of us. You know, I used to be a Volvo owner and there's a company that makes parts for old Volvos called IPD. And when you said paying double, it reminded me just now IPD is mm -hmm. they, everybody calls it. I pay double. It stands for I pay double. That's not really what it stands for, but that that's what happens. You buy a Volvo though, or drive a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got another watch I'd like to talk about. Ooh, let's do it. <clears throat> uh, th this is a watch that we were both wooed by last year uh from a company called circula Ooh. circula we were both uh we were both smitten by this brand at new york windup they've released their pro trail watch which we've talked about on this show before in a limited edition old radium now this was actually announced a couple weeks ago uh but we didn't get a chance to talk about it when it came up this is essentially a PVD coded or perhaps DLC coded um, pro trail, the the exact pro trail that you might that, that you know and love already. But with this, you know, Fotina, I'm on record not being a huge fan of this watch. But I think it were uh, of of Fotina, excuse me. But I think it works here, um, and it's a fun it's a fun way to do a limited edition. I think. Thousand bucks, Pro Trail, just the same as you as you know and love. Uh, you know, very thin. I think that these are just a hair under twelve millimeters thick, um, and I think this is really smart. For Forty millimeters, twenty millimeter lug width. Uh, yeah, did I say a thousand seven hundred and fifty bucks mm -hmm. on the nylon with that great case side? And really kind of understated, but also interesting case. Good handset. I'm kind of into this. Salida SW200 movement. This yeah. like this stands out to me as as one of my favorite brands that that we came across at Wind Up in New York. They were one of the brands that we talked about being the most excited to see, and then we saw them, and they they delivered. 
That's right. We did. We talked about that even before the show. Mm-hmm. So these are, as of this moment, still available. I've just added one to my cart. Do it. So Now there's one less available. Even with the Fotina, you're into it, huh? Yeah, no, I think I think it's attractive. This, you know, they've got this sort of sector dial um, with a bit of layer, three dimensions to it. Great case case finishing. Yeah, this is a this is a smart watch. It is. This would be a good. This is a good pick. What's next, bud? Ooh, Ferrer has done an interesting thing. Ah, yes, they have. Ferrer was another brand that we looked at in New York. And I, I was excited to see if their color in person is as vibrant as every photograph I've ever seen of them. Because there's just no way, right? Ferrer is just vibrant, big, beautiful colors. At times too much but it makes sense. And I see him in person and I was like, this is, this is real. What I think I was seeing, I am in fact seeing they have released their lander in 36, which is the GMT in 36 with three colors unique to the size. The color you expect, you know, they have their, uh, their, what do they call it? Sea green. Yeah, that's that <clears throat> that sort of teal blue green. Yeah. The blue with orange accents. A sea coast, which is more green. <laughs> like I'd call it turquoise. Hmm. I recently learned that this is not turquoise. Do tell. Can't really talk about why I know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're calling that spearmint. And uh, a pink. Kind of cotton candy pink. Yeah, which with they're... With red accents, and they're calling that... Pink. Pink. They're calling that pink. Which is, you know... I think a missed opportunity given the naming conventions for the rest of them. <laughs> sea coast and sea foam. Pink. Pink. Uh, I've, I've come really close to getting a lander a lot of times. Because I love this watch. It's beautiful. Ferrer's case finishing is phenomenal. Their color selection and their contrast on their dials is simultaneously super legible and super fun. Yeah, uh, they they have found this really good way to balance bright big colors without being out of control. Um, it's interesting the way they do it, and I I haven't been able to place my finger on why it's tolerable when they do it, and other brands not. I mean, this is their colors are as big as Studio Underdog. It's just that there's not a watermelon on the dial or a pizza. 
Yeah, well, and I think that they're doing, um, the, yeah, they, they've really, actually, much like Studio Underdog, have really dove into the, the colors in a, in a comprehensive way. It's not just a color. They've really spent time, and you, you can tell these are really cohesive, even though they're bright. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, that pink with its red and blue hands you you know they've they've made it as interesting as it could be and and somehow all three of them are extremely tasteful i'd say tasteful is the right word yes so these are coming in at 1450 dollars uh which is about where the rest of the lander line is so it makes sense yeah well and with the 330 dash two yeah. movement i think that's right yeah yeah 36 uh, these the proportions here are pretty similar except for the thickness so i think this actually winds up being just a touch thicker maybe as much as 0.2 millimeters thicker um but at just under 11 for the yeah just under 11 for the 40 and 11 square for the 36 assuming that's not nominal measurements um yeah this this is this is priced right i think and and it's gonna wear it's gonna wear a peach i think yeah and at 11 that's still thin for a gmt 56 hours of power reserve they've been able to achieve in that it's it's gonna be a nice it's it's gonna be a nice wearing watch and i'm a huge fan of fair's circular hour marker um, I, you know, the syringe hands, I'm neither love it nor hate it. Um, but they definitely work. This is, this is exactly what you'd expect it to be. If I said to you without sending you pictures, there's a 36 millimeter Fairlander. This is what you would picture, right? Because it's a 36 millimeter fairer lander. (laughs) They didn't do anything outlandish. They didn't reinvent the wheel here. They said, hey, let's make a lander 36. And then they did just that. Yeah. Now, if you are into, if you are into the, that blue green, what are they calling that again? The C, the C something. Um, If you're into that one, there is. C green. C green. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a slight difference here. Um, they their the GMT hand on this is red, and I believe on the thirty nine, I believe on the thirty nine millimeter, it is or forty millimeter. It's orange and orange. Nope, I take it yeah. back. I take it back. It's orange and red. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. So, this is just better done. <laughs> you notice it better. That's right. I like their date window too. I, I don't know anyone who, who complains about their date window specifically. Um, but there are those who would complain about date windows. I, I like their date window execution all around. Totally works for me. Andrew, mm-hmm. what you got? I just had one. Oh, was that was that yours? Yeah. Oh, I you, guess we both picked that one. We did. I didn't send you as many because there was some overlap in the things that we. Uh, I just I didn't send you the same links that you had already sent me that I had selected to send you. I got a brand here that I've got that I've got uh, uh, mixed feelings about. Okay. Isotope. Mm-hmm. Isotope watches. 
this is a relatively old brand in the microbrand scene. So I think that they came out in 2015, right at the tail end of 2015. Um, Isotope watches came out in there. It's like one of those watches you look at. You, you, this is design heavy, right? This is uh, got influences from uh, perhaps the Bauhaus design period and and other periods, you know, sort of like a, a industrial design thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's not a watch thing, but it's a design thing. Yes, yes. but mixed with a number of very good watch designs, right? So so uh, a bit of a hybrid, uh, a bit of fusion cooking, if you will. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about Isotope because they have these blank dive bezels. These blank dive bezels that are kind of good for nothing, I think. They're attractive, but it 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 makes me feel a little funny to have a bezel that doesn't have any markings on it. Well, they've released two new versions of their Hydrium watch, one of those being called the Pro Nordblad, and the other one being called the NASA, <laughs> which there's some takeaways. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Um so two yeah. of these, so so two of these new hydriums, uh, the Pro Nordblad being named after, I believe, a professional diver who I've never heard of. You've never heard of this? No. So she did this huge, like there's a Netflix documentary on it. Uh, she was the longest free dive under the ice swimmer. I see jo- Johanna Nordblad. Mm-hmm. So Finnish ice diver and free diver, 25 years of experience. And in 2021 made history by becoming the first person to swim 103 meters under ice without fins. Yeah. You nailed it. You didn't watch that. I did not. <laughs> I did not. And you did. I did watch that. And you get it, a, you're now it, getting a bonus other thing. It, uh, I, I watched it cause I was like, I have literally nothing else to do. Nothing else on Netflix seems fun to watch. The tile on it, I watched the little trailer and I was like, this will fill my time. And then I was like immersed in it. You got I, was, into I it. was like, okay, all right, I see it. I don't get it, but I'm I'm here for it. This is like the octopus teacher show that everybody <laughs> watched over the course of about a week and then forgot about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I never watched that. Oh, oh man, it's terrific. It uh, looked really beautiful. But. It, it, it's terrific. The guy is... I do not find the fellow who made the movie as charming as I think a lot of people did. In fact, I think he's kind of fucked up. But the <laughs> the octopus is fantastic and underpaid severely, probably and severely underpaid. So what I like about these, both of these have markings on the bezel and they're both uh, this sort of uh I don't know if it's ceramic or sapphire, but you've got a a glass-looking bezel with numbers underneath. Uh, very different watches. The Nordblad is a hyper-legible, very, very, very straightforward dive watch with a, a, a cute handset. I'm using the word cute, not like, not like 
a, a boy band, but playful. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, three, six, nine, 12 Arabics, um, baton markers everywhere else. There looks to be a torch in terms of loom. The NASA on the other yeah. hand, NASA on the other hand, this is different. So it's a blasted case. Yeah, for these to be coming out as a pair is is a really, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like a re- interesting art installation and in, in you know, free diving and space. That's right. But uh, that's where the similarities. And I th- did you mention a thousand meters of water or a thousand feet of water resistance? I I did not mention that. Is that the water resistance? The Nordland's got a thousand feet of water resistance. Yeah, that's what three hundred and thirty, mm-hmm. three hundred meters ish. It bears a Swiss made marking at the six o'clock. For How about those that? Of you who care? Is the NASA have less? Does the NASA have less water resistance? I don't know. I don't think it says anything on the dial besides NASA. Well, well, quickly, uh, uh, so quickly, I'll, I'll say one other thing about the it's NASA. If you three hundred meters seen to this. on the NASA, yeah, <clears throat> loomed hands, loomed dial, loomed second piece on top of the dial, and loomed bezel, fully loomed. So it's white on white on white with some black with some black borders to separate our everything still very legible, mm-hmm. but not legible in the way you might expect. No. What is the, I can't find what the teardrop on the dial is, is meant to be. And, and I don't, I don't think I've read anything about that except for fun looking. Okay. Yeah. But I thought these, I thought these were terrific. They are not inexpensive, but they're, they're, you know, in the realm of, of what you'd expect. So 900 pounds per, which I think is going to work out to 1100, 1200 bucks, something Mm -hmm. like that. And I think they're terrific. This is a Cerakote blend on the NASA case. Cause it, it, it almost looks titanium, but that's the Cerakote. It's Cerakoted. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. It's a the NASA is bizarre. <laughs> but the Nordblad, I'm like, I'm really down with. Yep. Yep. This is a good pick. This is a weird pair of releases. They're limited though. Uh 100 pieces of the Nordblad. And 200 pieces of the NASA. How does one get licensed? Get get the licensing rights to put NASA on your dial? You know, based on the amount of watches that say NASA on them, I suspect it's pretty straightforward, but I don't know. I would like to see a, uh, a Foster NASA uh, branded uh, watch just so that we can further <laughs> discuss the licensing pr- procedure. I'll submit that to the licensing department. Maybe to, we to the legal department. <laughs> Let's just have the licensing guy from NASA on. That'd be rad. Yeah. Like what's the most ridiculous thing you've allowed NASA to be stamped on? Cause it's not a lunchbox. I bet our friend Nick Mankey would be willing to talk about it. I bet he would be able to talk about um, it. Unless he <clears throat> assigns some sort of NDA. Or he's just doing it until the NASA says not to, which I wouldn't think he would do, but one just never knows. 
I have a new pick. Seiko did something cool. Ooh. Seiko's listening to the people. They're power to the people. We have some Seiko releases in 38 millimeters in the Seiko 5 sports world. The SRPK29, the 31, 33, and 35. Just really, re- they're really reaching there. That's getting crazy with it. They, they like those odd numbers. <laughs> I wonder what 30, 32, 34, and 36 are going to be. But we have the 5KX in 38 millimeters in black, cream, mint, and orange. And the orange is butt, I think. But the black is fire. I don't like the orange. Not into it, huh? No, I and it's an iconic Seiko colorway. If they, it's my issues with the gilt. I want white on the bezel with that. I think a white bezel makes that orange pop because they have white markers on the dial, and then gold tone on the bezel, and it just kind of mutes everything, and it's it bummed me out. But I like the mint. I like the cream. The black is fire. And the the black is what this watch should be designed in. So this is, we all know this watch. And so what you're calling mint, I think they're calling teal. Also gilt hands on the, on the mint slash teal. It's tolerable to me. Interesting. And, but they're also not that guilty. Yeah. I don't, I, it just, it, it, it's not the right combination on the orange. So, <clears throat> I've seen this referred to as the successor to the SKX 013 a handful of times. Mm -hmm. Obviously this is targeting the same consumer as who, as the person who would have purchased the 013 much like the Seiko five sports is to the SKX. Uh, I'd say this is to the 013 um, probably a little bit bigger um then the 013 maybe just a hair i i'm going to take additional umbrage with it the uh-oh anybody who has worn the 013 and compared it to the 007 will note that the cases are actually slightly different um the 013 in com- compared to the 007 has a more I, I don't know what the right word is but it's a, a bit more angular. It's a bit flatter and just generally looks and feels slightly different than the 007 in a way that I find quite attractive. Uh, this has eschewed that, that difference in design for something that's much closer to the 007. Yes. Or perhaps the, the 5KX. Um, with, with the lugs that curve down more aggressively, uh, and, and so I think they kind of missed something for me, at least they kind of missed something with this. Cause I really liked that difference. If they're iterating the on the 013 and I don't think they are iterating on the 013, they are in the sizing, but I, I think they're iterating on the Seiko five, which is the successor to both. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's a missed opportunity. It's got the forearm movement. Yep. It's 300 and, 75 bucks. 
Yeah, three twenty five is what these, which I think is a fine price. This is a totally fine price for this watch. It it is not going to. This is not a spec monster, right? Hard no. Lux crystal, hollow end lengths. This 100 is meters. Like this is the five series, right? We're not. That's we right. don't have spec'd out affordable, super affordable Seiko anymore. But thirty eight millimeters, twelve point one thick, which is fantastic. Nice and compact on the lug to lug at 44, just a touch over 44, 20 millimeter lugs. Yeah, I, I mean, it is it is exactly what you would expect this watch to be. But it's an exciting release. I'm, I'm pleased to see Seiko continuing to iterate in this five series zone. And they're not just throwing shit at the wall. They're kind of reviving things that have existed and been really popular to, to bring a little bit more uh, legitimacy to this new Seiko 5 world that we live in. And for those of you who were irritated about the 013, the day-date window cutting into the chapter ring, that's been remedied by this release. You're welcome. They're listening to the people. <laughs> it's a good watch, though. There's nothing, I, I have nothing bad to There's say. There's nothing about offensive this. about it. It's just like the 013. Yeah, nothing offensive. In in six years, people will be able to bitch and moan about oh this this this. But as it stands, this is a perfectly inoffensive, affordable, well specced dive watch. I think that's right. But it's a Seiko Five, so people go bitch. <laughs> so after about three years and change of ignoring the company autodromo on this podcast not for good reason for for no reason not not on purpose but generally after three years of ignoring autodromo we're going to talk about autodromo for the second time in just a matter of weeks autodromo released a successor to its group b in a chronograph mm-hmm in a automatic chronograph. So announced this last week, the Autodroma Group B Rally Sport Chronograph in collaboration with Hodinkee and all of these being available exclusively via the Hodinkee shop. Love it or hate it. I, I think some people are have feelings. I have less. This is a 39 millimeter titanium and steel case. Nine millimeters thick. Uh, 40 millimeters. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. The group B is 39 by nine. This being the automatic chronograph is 40 by 13.4. So a little thicker than the group B. As, as one would expect. Uh, and this is, I think a lovely little watch or perhaps a lovely, not so little watch. These are, I think, fairly uh being compared to uh being compared with the Jigaro Seiko stuff. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and if you look at these, so we'll have a link to the Hodinkee shop as well as a a, a link to a write up on these. But these are very reminiscent of the 1980s Jigaro design watches. 100%. They they elicit all of the same industrial kind of uh like 80s futuristic ideas 
super flat, clean lines, like just geometry on point. But without any of the like delicate kind of floofy future things. These are like, this is, this is if 1980 said, this is what 2020 is going to look like. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, And it's what 2023 looks like because these are dope. (laughs) I, I think they're all pretty terrific. So these are all, you know, as you might expect, they're all named after, they're all named after, group b famous group b cars so for instance you get the the s4 referring to the lancia uh delta s4 you get the s1 referring to the audi quattro s1 Uh, they're all named after famous group b cars there are five of them however two of them are sold the 037 which is a i it's black, but kind of that bluish black, midnight black, that kind of reminiscent of a, a solar dial with orange markings. That's sold. There is a lovely green, kind of a mint and emerald combo. Also sold. The But in my mind, the three that remain available, the three that remain available, the white, gray, and yellow S1 with a black case. I really like that one. The white, red, and teal T16 uh, with a kind of a big teal. These are the 70% dials yes, that are all left. That's right, right the 70% dials. And the green's a 70% dial too. Um, and the and the uh, S4 four which has got a navy and white my least favorite not because it's unattractive but because it's the least interesting the, the those 70 percent dials are gorgeous and they they really yeah. remind me of like the bmw logo they really remind me of like just original aviation design and i know that's not what these are based on but that's what it like that's what i see when i see these dials so when i say a 70 percent 70 percent of the dial the bottom 70 percent is a different color right than the rest so it's yeah you'll have to look at them i i feel like i'm describing it pretty well from 10 to 2 is white with a totally white minute marker around the outside and then from two to ten is blue with a horizontal line across the dial and it just it it looks like aviation instruments to me yeah or or perhaps more appropriately dash instruments it looks it i think aviation when i think i think of like a just a horizon instrument uh they're beautiful that that uh white yellow and gray is yeah that's doing something for me yeah i think that's the one that's the one for me too and these are mechanical chronograph movements and they're they're coming in at what 1400 bucks 1500 bucks yep which makes sense yeah no that's right and these are dope 100 pieces each 
That's right. Not not too many pieces. Mm-hmm. Custom grave cut titanium case backs. Um, and and I think what I think we we've said this about Bradley Price before, but but what I think he does so well is to design a watch that's evocative of the thing he's evoking without being over the top, right? Mm -hmm. None of these are silly. None of these are, you know, are making decisions to to make you think about something. They're, They're not in your face about it. They're, you know, they're not... They're not to to prove the point doing something silly or quirky. These are just spectacularly designed watches that are evocative in all the right ways. And they're also not just a huge miss. I'm like, oh, no, this is inspired by the colorway on the 1942 Spitfire's instrumentation gauge. Like, no no one would get that but you. And it's okay that you did get that. But that that you don't that's not your rallying cry. That this is this is the combination of no no this is what inspired me and you can see it without being like without having to do some research to understand what you're seeing and so by the way this is the s1 quattro mm-hmm. that that s1 is based on yeah with the gray and the black and, and the yellow so if you own an s1 yeah you should own this watch right <laughs> perhaps you know I'm just, I'm just saying, you, you, there's the opportunity remains. I, I think the the T16 is my is my favorite of these with the blue. Uh, although I go, I go back and forth. So the real light blue, yeah, periwinkle, seventy percent. That's right, and that is based on this Peugeot T16 Evo car, which is one of the sexiest, mm. ugly cars ever made. Yep. Uh, well, I think we've done it. Don't you think? I, you know, I, I think we're there as we usually do. Some things we didn't get to. That's okay. But that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. It's part for the course. You guys, you, you know, you don't have to listen to us for days at a time. We but could, you can if you want to. We could stay here for you know many more hours and and stay at this. But and we may, we, we yeah may. we may we may. But we'll we'll do it in the privacy of no hot. Maybe we'll have a hot mic episode where we just like <laughs> just let, let's see what happens. There's no intro. There's no outro. It just is. Andrew, other things. <clears throat> what do you got? I watched a Netflix series a couple of weeks ago. And loved it. And then in the last like week, started reading about it. And finally, for the first time ever, I was ahead of the game. I watched the series Beef. Probably the weekend it came out. And then Beef blew up. The Netflix show Beef is a it's a Netflix series starring Steven Yoon. And I forget her name. It, it's Glenn from uh Ali Wong. Is that what you said? Ali Wong. Okay. Steven Yoon. Yoon? Yoon? I'm not saying it differently, but in my head I'm trying to put it out differently. And <laughs> Ali Wong. Um the whole show begins with a road rage incident in a parking lot. 
which is a really interesting way to begin a show. And then they develop these beautiful, so it's 30 minute episodes. There's six or seven episodes. It's short. I watched it in one night. I did stay up late, but I watched it in one night. So they, it starts with this road rage incident and then they, they craft these beautiful characters whose lives are kind of falling in on them and why this single road rage incident was so important to them. And, and then they're they're like, it takes it from there. So it's these people who just need a win and then they don't win and everything spirals. And it's really for, for being 30 minute episodes, they do so much really great character development. The storytelling it and is awesome. It's these people who make sense. Like you just get them and they do a really good job of just making you forget about any of the other oddities associated with this incident. You just don't care. It is a total suspension of disbelief and you're totally and completely immersed in the story. And I absolutely loved it. I talked to a couple of people who were like, oh, I don't really like it. And I was like, well, you're a fucking idiot. This show was terrific. It was, a, for me, I have a problem. It was a single night view. <laughs> <laughs> for most people, it will be like a really easy, comfortable Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Watch a few episodes every night enjoy them and go to bed like a normal human person. I couldn't do that. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that I watched it all at once because that's how much I liked it. I was bummed that it was over when it ended. I, I was really satisfied with the ending, but also like, well, Oh, I, I want more. <laughs> I'm not ready done. for. I'm not ready for it to be over. I'm not done. Yes. Yeah. I it's know that feeling. Spectacular. I might. I. I will watch this show again. Love it. Yes. Love it. Uh, you are more willing to watch things again. I. I typically, I watch and then I need like a three to five year cool down. Uh, there's certain things that I. I go back to like. I've never watched Game of Thrones a second time. I tried to when the new series was kind of on the horizon. Uh, and then I gave up and didn't watch the new series because I didn't want to watch the new series without a refresh. Sure. I've only watched Breaking Bad once. Uh, Sopranos I've only watched once. Ooh. Like there's just some things that I just, I like the one time does it for me. Like The Wire I've watched like three times. Yeah, I watched the wire, but they're not. But they're not like iterative. Some things I watch, you know, quarterly. Not TV shows, but like movies or like short TV shows. I'll watch quarterly. But like literally, you watch it four times a year. I watch Dumb and Dumber six times a year. (laughs) Okay, I watch every Jurassic Park at least twelve times a year. When people quote Dumb and Dumber to me, I watched Dumb and Dumber last night. I always shake my head. I am not as enamored by that movie as I think most people are. Yeah. It was it was fun. But. I do the full Ace Ventura marathon at least twice a year. Oh, boy. Why would you do that to yourself? Why wouldn't you? I think you're wrong for not. 
Just some things they got my number, man, and I go back to them. I like yeah. comfort food, you know. Yeah, and those enough. those are, and it's not like I sit down and I like get excited and pop popcorn and watch it. It's like I turn it on and it plays amidst my life. Fair enough, I get it. Okay, some of them I do sit down and watch. Dumb and Dumber is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a vent of it. Yeah, Wait, or Andrew, a bottle of wine. <laughs> I've got another thing. Do me. Mine is not a show or something you could watch unless you are very actively watching because it's a book. I guess in theory you watch a book. You could watch somebody read it to you. Watch all the pages. Uh, (laughs) For our less literate listeners. (laughs) Uh, I started a book probably about four months ago and then something else came up. I can't remember. Something was released and so I watched. I read that. And then I read a couple other things and I was like, oh, I want to go back to that book because it was it was starting off really well. And so I went back, I picked it back up and I got sucked right back in and I finished it about three days this week. Uh, the book is called A Master of Gin, I believe is how you say that word, D-J-I-N-N. That's I, the only way I can imagine saying it. I think it's a made up word. And so <clears throat> D-Gin then. Maybe we, we say whatever we want. This is a book by p jelly clark and it's a tour.com release which tour.com is the tour sort of it's not a made-up word it's an arabic word oh okay well fair enough tour tour tour.com is the online publisher for tour this book came out in 2021 and was kind of like all over the award circuit the sci-fi award circuit so not an artist, not an author I'd ever heard of, not, um, I, I didn't know anything about the series, but this, you kind of jump into the middle of a, of a world that's already been built by two prior novellas, uh, which I didn't know going in. This isn't like a sequel or anything, but you can tell as you're reading it, there's references that make you understand that there's other releases, but just a, a few of of the nominations and awards so it won the nebula 2022 nebula for best novel the 2022 locus award for best first novel and the compton crook award which i'm not familiar with uh but it was also nominated nominated for the hugo best novel uh world fantasy award best novel so basically this was like a player this was one of the award show darlings and it's terrific so I've heard the term steampunk used to describe this genre, which I guess is fair, but also it's got, it's like steampunk, whatever that is, meets noir. Uh, It's got this like smoky cop, uh, you know, grumpy cop vibe to it. The protagonist, uh, a young lady cop named Fatma, and this is set in Egypt in an alternate universe. It's an alternate universe, early 20th century Egypt, in which the world governance, the human governance of the world, has been uh, has coalesced around a a, be, a a group of beings that have emerged, referred to as the jinn, and these, which uns- is the Arabic word for genie. 
there you makes go. things make a little bit more sense with that title. <laughs> and, and and of course, the they are genies, uh, or or just Mystics. other m- mystical beasts. That's right. It is fantastic. It's fantastic. So it is a crime novel. So we're solving a murder with our protagonist and her plucky uh, new partner who are all members of the ministry, which is this law enforcement agency that doesn't actually exist. It sounds very silly and it is in some ways, but it's also really good. The world building is fantastic. Um, The characters are like surprisingly charming. Uh, I just loved it. And that's good. Writing, though, is you take a simple idea that's maybe a little outlandish and you build a world around it that people can get involved in. If it's too complex of an idea, you can't build a world. People got to be able to buy into it. And you can tell that that they're not they're not giving you unnecessary details. So a lot of times with a book like this, I'll find even with very like well-respected authors, I find sometimes they give us too much of the world and don't give us enough of the human uh, and the experience. This, there's all these bizarre, unexplainable things happening, but they're passe for the folks experiencing them. And so they don't spend a lot of time. It, it's, the, there's no, the exposition isn't there, right? We're just going along this bizarro world. Like, so that's a normal thing. Okay. That's the world I'm in. <laughs> that's, that's right. That, that's that's in passing and it was just terrific so i finished it this week um and was like totally blown away the ending is really good it's not really good but it's good and the reason i brought this as another thing is because it's one of those books i think you may pass on or at least that i may have passed on um you you might see someone recommend and you're like what is that no 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 next I think it's worth it. It was a great read. You read good books. You read, I'm sure, read some bad books, but re- books you're willing to recommend are. Yeah, well, I read yeah. a lot, and I don't recommend all that many books. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was terrific. You're a good book source. <laughs> I can be, yeah. Although some folks, Mike Razak, for instance, finds my approach to picking books to be objectionable. Yeah, not all of us can read Harry Potter exclusively. So, <laughs> also, your your book reading is very different than those who have young kids. You can sit down in your living room and you could feasibly read for an entire evening, and and have no interruptions, no real problems with it. I do often. You, you have you you do have uh, more available leisure reading time than than Mike or I, for example. I think that's right. Because yeah. your your kids are pretty self-sufficient. I, I can't anything that I that I do has to be like able to be dropped or perhaps even thrown at one of the creatures that live in my house. Although I will say the majority of my reading is like nine thirty to eleven thirty, so which is TV time for most people. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep time on accident for me. Andrew, here we are, just a little over an hour in after We've, last week's very long episode. And, and our deepest apologies for giving you the opportunity to pick the brains with us of the team from Monta. We just, we 
we cannot be more apologetic of that episode going long. <laughs> yeah, no apologies <laughs> at all. But a bit of a break this week. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, I'm out of things. As per the usual, all out of things. Uh, hey, you guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. You can check us out online at watchclicker.com. That's where we post every single episode of this podcast, as well as reviews, articles. There's new stuff every single week. Check it out. You can also check us out on the socials, really just Instagram, at watchclicker or at 40 and 20 underscore watch clicker. That's where we post updates and photographs and other fun things like that. If you want to support us, and we hope you do, because this is not a cheap endeavor, and we basically do it for free. You can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20, and that's where we get all of our money for hosting, for photos, audio, uh, website, etc., hardware, software, patreon.com slash 40 and 20. And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.